what happened to the theme song? What happened to my theme song? It recorded, right? It went through? I don't know. Theme song went through? I don't know. I In my headphones, I was like, whoa! There was a whole little bit left on that theme song, but you know what? If you're a long-time Geekscape listener, you've heard it a million freaking times. Actually, I don't even know, unless you re-listen to episodes. We have been around for ten years, so... That gives us, well, let's do the math. Uh, well, we know we did episode 400 this year, and that I'm halfway to episode 500 now, so you got yourselves 450 episodes, give or take, plus bonus episodes. Every now and then we do a special. Uh, so you guys have some listening too, and you've heard the theme song, so I don't care if it got cut off or not. Uh, one thing that we are missing today, though, is Kenny Craig, my co host. His father is not feeling well again, so uh, if you get Geekscapes are listening to that, Totally put uh, Kenny and his family in your thoughts, um, and hopefully we see him next week because it is our last podcast episode that will be live here from Zenit TV before Stanley's LA Comic Con, where we will see all you guys if you live in LA, and it is the last one before I go to Brazil for a month, so enjoy that. I am trying to do some podcasting from Brazil. We will be shooting a film, uh, and I don't know, man, like challenge number one. Find somebody who speaks English. Challenge number two, find some bandwidth. Challenge number three, record an episode and upload it. That's the order of events. Uh, I guess the main challenge is find time uh, around shooting a film to uh, sit down for an hour and talk. So I think if you guys want a little bit of thoughts on Doctor Strange, which is coming out here in the States on the 4th, uh, if you guys want some thoughts on that, I will try in my first day off in Brazil to go see Doctor Strange and sit down and give you guys some thoughts with a guest that I will simply just probably pull right out of the production and be like, hey, we're making a film together. Tell us what you thought of this film. <laughs> um, okay, Geekscapists. Um, that's the show. If you guys have, are new to Geekscape, it's movies, video games, comic books, geek stuff. Uh, basically me throwing out that we're going to Stan Lee's LA Comic Con pretty much gives you the gist of what we're going to be talking about in the whole genre. And in line with that, my guest today, uh, my friend Zachary Kaplan, he's written a book that was put out by Image and Top Cow. Uh, we've promoted their stuff before on the show. We are friends with Mr. Silvestri and a lot of the people at Image. Uh, and so we're promoting his book, Eclipse. Dude, tell me about your book because I met you through my college roommate, Mark. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> like Mark introduced me. He's like Mark, who, who's a poker buddy of mine too, by the way. Yeah, listen, uh he's he never paid me back for some rent. Oh really? He owes Be, you. Yeah. He is he the best poker player? No, he's not. No. Is he I mean actually in all honesty, right. like is he any better than he was in college when he lost all our money? I don't know. He's a very uh chill poker player. He just he was a good hanging out. But you know what? I haven't seen him in a long time. I think he's been kind of busy. So. Or hiding from he's who he may owe money to now. Yeah, maybe he's a- Um so like you're a poker buddy of his and I do know that Mark does play a lot of poker uh or at least enjoys it. Uh but you don't get caught up on like the online stuff, do you? No, I got Cause... away from that. I was actually a poker dealer. Wait, what so. do you mean? I went I worked at Hollywood Park Casino okay. and I dealt poker. I was in like I dealt to like the Because you, you went to USC for grad school? Yeah. Uh, and um, Right after that, I needed a gig, and so right. I, I, I got into dealing poker. I was going right down the street to Hollywood yeah, Park and yeah. deal poker. It, was it always a passion of yours? And poker? We're going to be talking comics. We're not we will talk just, comics, yeah, and I will but, talk Eclipse, but uh, you, can't, you can't get me started on poker. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah I love poker. I've been playing poker for 13 years. Okay. I, got, I got the tattoo. Oh, you do? You have a tattoo? Two, seven. And, and uh, if you're a poker player out there, then you know what that is. Okay. That's the, yeah. Secret code. That's the worst tan of poker. <laughs> it is? Yeah, 2-7. So that's... You have to Wait, take, why would you get that tattooed on you? To like, remind myself to take risks. 
Oh. You got to play the worst hand sometimes. You got to play the hand you're dealt. Hey, you've done that successfully at times. I have. Oh, absolutely. Because you just when bluff people. Especially when, yeah, you just put, pretend they're aces. And right. And just in your mind they're aces, and then you just play them like that. And in your face and everything, you're, yeah, is you, that called a tell? Like that all takes, wait, no, well, a tell is a bad thing. Tell would be if someone could see that I was doing that. But right. I, I have a hard time believing anyone can see uh, that anyone has a tell on me or any tells on me. Oh, that's confidence. Yes. Yeah. Do you do that thing where like you show up with like a persona at the poker table that's different than the Zach Kaplan that's like sitting no, in front of I me? No, what I found this, the best poker players, okay. you play your persona. You so, play who you are. Yeah. So, so you show up and you're Zachary Kaplan. People don't like me at the poker table because I, I exude confidence. And you're just you. I'm just me. But well, I how do I know this is you? You might this be playing. This might be a game you're playing with me. This but might I'm be just, high stakes I'm just podcasting. That's high stakes podcast. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I raise you a question. Oh, uh, shit. Yeah, you just have to be okay. you, and then. But I know you have to know that pe- you have to know how people perceive you. I call your bluff. Yeah. Who are you really? I'm. I'm me. I will shake it out of you, I'm son Mark of a bitch. Brunswick. <laughs> I'm not restricted here by the rules of the game. Yeah. Um. And so you started dealing at Hollywood Park. What's the weirdest thing? Because I've only been to Hollywood Park once, and that yeah. was the guys who directed Crank invited me to go see Crank 2 being shot. And there's a scene in Crank 2 where Jason Statham is he jumping. Runs through. Yeah, he runs through and he's jumping back and forth on the parking structure. I mean, the, the and I show up and these idiots are on roller skates rolling around with cameras. And it, it was insane, but it was cool. It yeah, was cool. Yeah, but see, that's not realistic because Jason Statham, like, ran through, like, every week. So that was... Just, <laughs> what? Yeah, he ran through the casino every week, <laughs> jumping over tables. That was totally normal. <laughs> so Crank 2 is a documentary. He is a documentary. Yeah, sure. Yeah. I'll take it. I think they said, to, well, what do you do on the weekends? And he said, I run through Hollywood Park Casino. So they just put it in there. Yeah, the thing is, like, I'm not a gambler, right? And I don't drink. Oh, yeah. So, like... What, what, you know, and, and I think some of the horror stuff is downright mean, right? So, like, I what am I going to do there? Yeah. So, what was the thing that... I mean, but I still think it's, like, a cool setting for a movie because, awesome. like, Heart 8 is, like... It's not my favorite P.T. Anderson CD, movie, but I love Heart 8. It's a seedy, awesome place. Okay. Park Casino. It's definitely got some characters is it there. Is it being bulldozed? Yeah, they... So, yeah, it was connected to Hollywood Park track. The, the track. track. Track's gone. Track's gone. And they're putting up some magic stuff there. They're putting up, I think, some entertainment plazas. Okay. And, and uh, I don't know what else. The whole new rejuvenation process for South Central. Yeah. And um, what's the weirdest thing that you saw when you were dealing uh, poker? There was a pimp that came in whose name was Ice, and he was wearing <laughs> a red crushed velvet suit, and he wouldn't sit down. Like he, just, he took that shit right out of a fucking stereotype he, for being a pimp. He, Did he have the white brim hat? Did he have the whole thing? He didn't have the hat, but he had the he had the jump sh- the the, yeah, yeah. the suit the velvet suit. What was he wearing he, on his fingers? Oh, I'm sure there's jewelry. Like slap Lots the bitch jewelry, right? Like that slap the bitch stuff. That's like... And he and he would, when he got all in and he was waiting for his card to come out, he'd say, come on, ice, come on, ice. He's cheering for himself. Cheering for himself, yeah. He, used to, he talked in the third person. And then when he won, he splashed around a ton of money. You know, $20 here, $20 there, $50 here. He just splashed around a lot of money. Like, wait. Because like chips, yeah, so he'd be like, yeah. "Here, dealer, thank you," and he'd like throw throw th- you some money, throw thirty dollars that dealer, and he'd the drink girl, he'd give. He was just, but he's the only one because this is not Vegas, so people. That's something you do in Vegas, right? Wait, Holly, why Holly, is that something you do in Hollywood Vegas and not Park, in Hollywood Park? Because I don't know. It's Hollywood Park casinos are very like you go to play regulars. There's right. people there are the same. It's, the, it's like the old like Korean ladies with their credit yeah, cards on the string. It. Yeah, totally. 
Totally. Okay, and um, you know they're not going to do it. But ice now, this ice individual. Did he ever throw chips to you? Oh yeah. Like he hooked very you generous. up. Very generous. Yeah. Oh, but are you able? And, to... and ice, if you're listening, thank you very much. Now, are you able to take that stuff? I don't know the yeah. rules. Yeah. So yeah. you're tips. able to get tipped. Tips, absolutely. That's yeah. how you make your money. And some of those tips are hefty. Like if these dudes throwing you twenty bucks at a time. Yeah, that's how you make money. Oh, the the best thing in a world for a dealer is to have someone like that come to the table. Someone who's just. Coked winning out. and coked out, <laughs> ready to ready to throw right. a lot of money around. I mean, yeah, you you love that. That's that's what you're waiting for. That's like, oh, thank thank you, Ice for <laughs> thanks for giving me Ice's table. And you could tell Ice was coming because he's fucking dressed like I could see him coming in. Yeah, you get this the fucking grimace from McDonald's is coming down, but he's all flashy with like I runway lights. I should have asked him when he was coming in on and and made sure to get his table. I. I do you know how like Craven the Hunter in Spider-Man wears that like lion vest? Yeah. And he wears like all that shit because like, he's obviously like a, the best hunter in the world and he killed lions and stuff. And he wore their skins and now he's going to hunt Spider-Man because he's the greatest prey. Yep. Um, you think Ice may have hunted Grimace? Or do you think maybe turned him out on the street corner? And when Grimace didn't turn tricks... He skinned Grimace and turned Grimace into his jumpsuit. Do you think at any point that Ice was wearing Grimace's pelt? I don't know. It was red. It <laughs> oh, it was purple. red. It was oh, it pur- wasn't purple. I don't think it was purple. Did oh, I say purple? No, I put purple in there. But I'm thinking now that you did say red. And it was it, red. It may have been Birdie's scalp. It, it might have been yeah. Ronald McDonald. It may have been Ronald McDonald's back. <laughs> okay. Oh, wow. That, that's dark. Okay. Cool. Um, These well, things happen. Yeah, Ice, if you're out there, um, come play again. Well, yeah. you got into the poker thing, and I can see how you're into poker because you're into like science, and you you know you're into like I do like the math. You love it, yeah. you love you love anticipation. Like you're a futurist, and you're into like all that stuff. So um, when you say you're a futurist, you always like kind of see where technology should be in five, ten years. I love looking at that stuff. Yeah. Right, and yeah. the, and I can see how poker is like right up the alley of anticipation. Well, and also and poker all that stuff. as a writer, poker is all psychology. Mm-hmm. You know, thinking about what makes someone tick, what makes someone make the choices they make. I mean, you're trying to figure out is this player impatient, is this player aggressive? What makes with them... Mark, were you like, is this player conscious? <laughs> yeah, because <laughs> I mean. Sometimes I swear to God I thought that guy was asleep, and I'd be like, I'm just gonna turn this movie off, and I'd like turn the movie off, and he'd be like, oh, I was watching that, and I'm like, wait, what? You're breathing? There were times I thought I I was like, holy shit, he's dead. I'm gonna have to hide the body. I would put him in the dumpster I, I think in he the back. Stayed pretty alert at poker. I don't remember okay. that happening. Just Maybe he sure. was juiced. Maybe he was like super excited. I love Mark. Yeah. Um, he'll do that thing where he'll call me up and be like. Hey, uh, tomorrow let's just go to Vegas and uh, the NBA has summer league, and we'll just get a bunch of autographs and then drive back. <laughs> like I'm not driving to yeah. I'm not driving to Vegas for a bunch of basketball players' autographs. I would love to see the basketball games, but I don't know if I want to drive to Vegas yeah, for basketball totally. games. Um, we live in Los Angeles, and there are several great college and professional sports teams here within ten minutes of you. We'll watch those. And shit, man, I can go down to a corner. And watch people play basketball at a pretty high level here in Los yeah. Angeles. I'm not driving to Vegas, but yeah. he, he's a hot, he's like an autograph seeker. Oh yeah. Yeah, he asked me about Stan Lee's LA Comic Con today. He's like, "How much do you think uh, Michelle Nichols from <laughs> Star Trek will charge for her autograph?" I'm like, "I don't know, dude." Like, you know, he gave me like a list of all the people. He basically gave me a list of all the people who will be at Stanley's LA Comic Con. I was like, he was asking you to pick which ones he should target. No, he was asking like what he thought they would charge for autographs because he's just going to go to Stanley's LA Comic Con. Keep in mind, it's the best place to meet Stan Lee, and he's just going to go through and ask for autographs. And I just got to tell him like, Mark, 
Saturday I'm on a panel with Stan. I will probably be able to ask him just for an autograph. Just ask him to sign this form. <laughs> like Stan, before we go on, just sign this form. Right yeah. There. Somebody from his company that was like sweeps in. It was like, yeah. what, are we, what are we doing here? Um, but yeah, no, it's cool. Uh, I like Mark a lot. Now, the, one of the people who I see all the time at conventions, uh, and I see at events a lot, uh, is the guy who runs Top Cow, Mark Silvestri. I actually just retweeted a picture that his wife, Bridget, <laughs> posted of a, I think it was... Uh, yeah, it was a uh, baby animal. Uh, in a, it, oh yeah, it was a it was like a baby like elephant or something in a coffee cup. That's interesting. <laughs> she always tweets these nice, unique like, stuff. Cute. No, they're cute animal stuff. She's a big animal activist. So I was like, all right. Um, tell me about this this comic eclipse. Like, yeah. What's, uh, what's the story? How did it come to you? It, it it came to me. I'll tell you what it is, and then I'll tell you. It came yeah. to me. It's a story. It's a sci-fi thriller, and it's a world where the sun will burn you alive. Wait, so if you step outside, you might as well be a vampire. You got it. Okay. It's, it's got a level. I mean, there's it, there's a, a vampire. There's not really any vampirism, but, but a lot of people right. draw that parallel because we are now... Hypersensitive I mean, to we've the sun. Been, yeah, something has happened to the sun. There's been a, some sort of solar flare, solar cataclysm. The sun has changed on us, and now the sun's rays will burn us alive. Okay. And then in the story, there's a killer on the loose, and he's using sunlight to burn his victims, and it's up to the hero to... So he's using ultraviolet light or directly he's, sunlight? He is basically... You, the sun is now deadly, and what he's doing is basically abducting people, dragging them outside, and causing them to burn. And, and Okay. Yeah. Nice guy. All right. Wow. No, it's it's actually a cool concept because vampirism, we always draw vampirism as a metaphor for certain things because it's an ailment and it only affects certain people in society. So you can draw it towards like a a thing about AIDS or you can draw it to a parallel to all sorts of stuff and how it affects you. Um, You're saying, hey, no, there's none of that. It's everyone. Everyone. I think it's also more asking kind of like asking the question, what happens if the sun were to fail us essentially right and i think it you know taps into what a lot of people feel which is if you wake up and you look outside and it's just like right now even in la we're going through some sort of heat wave in dude the it was 96 it's like 100 degrees and it's, it's crazy like late it's like mid to late october so now when you go outside you're like okay am i gonna get heat exhaustion am i gonna get sunburn am i gonna get skin cancer what do i have to do the sun is against me and it's kind of tapping into that primal thing that the sun was not always against us but now the sun's against us and what if the sun was really against us what if our relationship with the sun was actually the sun would would burn us and it kill us. Cool. And the the comic is out now. Through... Yeah, issue one and two are out. Issue three comes out uh, November second. And okay. uh, yeah, I came up with the idea when well, I was when I was a poker dealer too. Well, let's pause real quick. Yeah, yeah. We're gonna take a quick spot quick spot break here on Zena TV. We're gonna come back and we're gonna find out what the base where the where this whole thing came from. Yeah. And we'll talk about this, Zach. Um, but first we gotta we gotta take a break. Maybe ice. Hey, can, we can get an, we can probably get ice a show here on Zena TV, right? I would watch that show. Not that I don't watch any of these shows we're about to throw ads for right now, but Ice would definitely be one of those that I'd tune into every week. Um, we'll be right back, Geekscapists. Yeah. All right, Geekscapists, we're back here with Zach Kaplan. Hi, Zach. Zachary. I go by you? Zach. Zach? Yeah, but everyone everyone does that. Yeah, well, the signature on your Zachary, emails and Zach. stuff says so Zachary. Like, like, what is that about? My email says Zachary? I think so. No, no yeah, I yeah, no. So. Like, your mail client in my inbox, it says Zachary Kaplan. I don't know what to do about that. Dude, I don't know. Let me see. I'm going to check right now. I swear to God. I signed Zach, and my email is, is, is Zach. 
You, you so know, I, I might be wrong. I may just be calling you Zachary. I may just be yeah, Zachary Kaplan. You're just a you're just a booby. Zachary Kaplan, just right there. Zachary. Throw the cigars. <laughs> Zachary, it's like. Are you going to be at the LA Comic Con? Yeah, I'll be at Top Cow's booth all Saturday and Signing Sunday. Signing some stuff. Uh, yeah, for can sure. I get some get, I'm going to come get your comic. Yeah, for sure. Come get it. Um, and you can get Mark Silvestri to sign it. No, I would. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know why he'd sign my yeah. comic. No, I like. Fun. I like Mark. I'll be. He's always. Whenever he comes in, it's always. It's always like, true, a, yeah, yeah, a zoo. Like the Top Cow booth is always pretty cool at these kind of places, and there's stuff going on. But then when Mark shows up, it's just like it goes off. Well, he's, you know, the dude is a legend. Yeah, he's a legend. I think he's on the. Okay, so the panel. I don't know. They're not announcing their schedule yet, folks. So as of the the taping of Geekscape on Wednesday, the week and a half before Stanley's Kamikaze, I think they've done all the panels. And there's some really good panels, and I invite you guys to go and check those panels out um, on the website. The main stage panels haven't been announced yet because they're still dropping some major names into the schedule. Um, but I think I'm going to do the Legends of Comic panel. Um, Is Mark involved in that? I think Mark might be involved he, in it. I feel like he was involved like in, in Kamikaze or something. I, I'm well, not trying to Yeah, no, he's does. been there the whole time. And, yeah. the, and so it's like Stan and a bunch of people... Um, you know, all these legends, and I don't want to throw names out in case they haven't been announced yet. Uh, I know Gary Dugan has been announced, and I, I think Gary's amazing. I think he's hilarious. I love his run on Deadpool. I think uh, the stuff he's done on the team books at Marvel has been really good. Um, and he hooked my, our buddy Jeff Thorne up. Uh, Geekscape is a couple months ago. You guys remember my friend Jeff Thorne, who wrote, uh, he wrote Knight Rider for Lion Forge while I was writing Miami Vice. Jeff totally got hooked up over at Marvel and is writing a Deadpool spinoff book called Solo with Gary Dugan. And now he has his own book that launched like last week. So Geekscape is go find it. It's called Mosaic and it is about a super powered basketball player. So Did I got to read it. Did you say you wrote a Miami Vice? Mm-hmm. I wrote a Miami Vice comic. That's awesome. It was cool. And uh, I think it's coming out in trade because... I don't know. Well, after, I, after like two years, I want to get that because I've gone back and watched those. Miami Vice holds up so well. It yes. So the the TV show is it holds so, up better than anything else. It's so good. It it's is so a good, good. Just show. Go, if you're out there and you haven't seen it in a long time, just go watch the pilot again. It is so good. Like the, the pilot's style, really well written. It's really it what well, the style of it all and like. I went right for that series when they when when I heard what had been licensed by Lion Forge, I was like, it's got to be Miami, it's got to be Miami Vice because none of those other books, yeah, awesome, none of those other books defined the culture. They didn't define the era. Yeah, Miami Vice defined it. it totally, it set trends, it set fashion, it set music, it set Huge. all that stuff. Huge. It defined it. Nobody was like, oh fuck, I'm gonna go drive around in kit for a while. Yeah. Nobody was like, I'm buying a helicopter from Airwolf. Nobody was like, I'm gonna go do science because MacGyver. Like, Nobody did that. I think there's like a two or three minute scene in the pilot where uh, Tubbs is just walking across the club while Lionel Richie's yep. playing, and it's just you. That would be like ten seconds, but well, it goes it's a music all, video. It's, just, it's a music video, right? And supposedly, like the whole pitch for Miami Vice was that some, that um, they just wrote MTV cops and slid it across the table as the pitch. Done. It was like we're doing MTV which was popular and with police officers and yeah. they slid it across and then you get your procedural. So yeah. it, it it was cool and I think again Geekscape is I think it's coming out but check out Jeff Thorne's book Mosaic. Uh, I did not pick it up. I gotta go pick it up. Hopefully it's still at the comic book shop uh, because I gotta read it. And um, guys this book is called Eclipse and yeah. it is out now. Two, two issues so far. You're gonna get a third issue here next month and yeah. uh, if you're at LA Comic Con you're going to get it signed by 
Mr. That's Zach. That's right. There's two printings of number one because issue one sold out. What? Yeah. So they did a second printing of that. And, How uh, does that feel? That felt awesome. <laughs> uh, issue two sold out, too, the night before it came out. So really, my only chance to get it There's still is some to in, go... When I say sold out, too, though. by the way, we've had this conversation. At the retailer I've talked, level. At the, the distributor, distributor level. level. So right. stops still have it, but when the retailers went to maybe order more... They were out of luck. So whatever's out on the shelf is out on the shelf, and that's all there is. Okay, to it. so you got to go pick that up. Um, and and it got promoted to be an ongoing series. We had always it's huge. In, yeah, so we had always was in, it four or six issues. We'd always in, we, we were we were told do four and we'll see. And so they didn't say no from the onset. They just kind of said let's wait and see right. from the onset. And you know Elena who runs the like oh, conventions. Yeah. I love She's Elena. She's awesome. Awesome. Yeah. Um. But yeah. Um. It, it, it did well, and so they said, keep doing it. So we're just going to keep going. So one, two, three, four, and then they'll do four-issue trades, and then next uh, next year we're, we're working on five right now, five, six, seven, eight. We'll just keep going. So Did you design it? Okay, so tell me about the basis of the, of the, of the book. And I keep wanting to say basis of the movie because you went to film school and did it start out as an idea for a movie. Because no. you, know you, you know how that is now. Like yeah. The climate of Hollywood is like, oh, is it based on anything? So you fucking trudge for a couple of years to make it a comic book, and then you bring it back to the medium it was intended for. It, I, didn't, I never decided what it was going to be. And yeah. uh, it was an idea I had, and I think any writer out there can relate to coming up with ideas. But I had always wanted to do a comic book. I mean, I grew up on comic books. Absolutely. And, uh, and especially right around 2002, 2003, I started to discover things like Warren Ellis and Preacher and stuff. Where I was like, "What took you so long?" <laughs> I I don't know. Right. Uh, no, I'll tell you what took me so long. Okay. I thought com- I went through a phase in college where I thought comic books weren't cool. And yeah, sorry. Wrap up the show, guys. This guy's fake. I, <laughs> I and I had to come back to it. I had to come back to I'm it. I'm glad I, you did. I yeah. I Welcome I grew back. up reading them, and then I was like, wait. Uh, I don't know. It I, just takes one bad girl in college. That's what it is. It just takes one bad girl <laughs> to try to, to be like, like freshman year. Comic to be books. Si- you just sitting in your fucking dorm room. Computer games. What are you doing? And she's like, what's X-Wing versus TIE Fighter? What's, yeah. what's, what's the secret of Monkey Island? And you're like, oh, fuck. The secret of Monkey Island is the best game computer of game of all time. Absolutely. Yeah, high five that yes. shit. And you just need one of those girls. Because you're like, the main thing freshman year is... I'm not the guy I was in high school. I can I can start with a clean slate. But also, it was listen. In my defense, and anyone's defense who's who's my generation, it was hard to be a geek back then. Now being this a is geek late is ni- cool. mid to late nineties. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It, it was hard. Now being a geek is totally there's yes. a whole culture. Oh, absolutely. It. And the women are hot. And, and the women like, are hot. What the fuck? Oh my god. If I was uh, in college now, and I I wouldn't I would have never had that happen. You would have never left. No, I would have never left. The warm embrace of a comic book because you no. would have walked right into the warm embrace of some hot girl yes. wearing a fucking Star Trek shirt. Yeah, but now, uh, so I found it again and I realized, while well, comic books can be everything and right. the, the medium is just uh, open to anything. And so um, uh, this was an idea that I had had that I never figured out what to do with. And, uh, and then when I started thinking I wanted to do a comic book, I said, this one is awesome because it deals with light and dark and how awesome would that be? When you walked out of the casinos, which don't have windows, when you walked out of there and you fucking get hit by the sun and you think it's like midnight and it's actually like 2.30 in the afternoon and you're like, fuck. That that was the inspiration because sure. I worked a graveyard shift. So when I came back, it was sunrise. Uh, it fucks with your mind. It fucks with your body. It fucks with everything, doesn't it? I was disconnected and 
no one was out at, at the sun was out but no one was out ice so was there ice was there. ice was there <laughs> yeah sure was you know and i don't know if you're still trying to like like the, i know the train's coming because you wrote four issues and you maybe are like oh fuck they just ordered more issues we got to do five six seven eight and you may be like seeing the train coming you're trying to like put the creative track down as fast as you can maybe put ice in the story maybe put should, ice in the issues somewhere should be in there somewhere in there you should have like ice and maybe ice is like the ice, guy who's like discovered a way a, to not melt in the sun yeah i don't know just think about wait it wait a minute have you read issue one already <laughs> i have not <laughs> i have not but well, who then, knows ice may actually just stumbled already be. upon the whole thing <laughs> <laughs> thanks for spoil spoiler <laughs> alert spoiler. i don't know i'm just winging it baby <laughs> Welcome to Geekscape. Man, you come Two on. Two narrative creative You come minds. on and, and someone just spoils it. No, everybody the, know this is about a pimp who <laughs> is out there in I this the world. I got the baby, but yeah. I just got to raise a little bit more money at the tables to yeah, pay for it. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. Um, and the artwork? Talk the artwork, it. yeah. Uh, Giovanni Timpano uh, is an artist from Italy. And it's funny because we've only communicated... Uh, online Isn't that um, crazy that is crazy but he's so he, so he did um the shadow justice inc so we had this real like film noir kind of darks and lights kind of feel he had done some gi joe and a few other things but he had only done franchises like right. you know, only other ip and uh so when i looked at his portfolio i was like this is the guy and actually he was uh not available for five months they told me i could take someone else uh wait five months or i could go with him All right and i was like Go wait, wait, wait for him. He became available and he just killed it. He poured his heart and soul into this thing. I mean, uh, all you got to do is go open the first page. There are these like, I think the pimp. Yeah, because of the pimp, the pimp's okay. in there, and there's okay. these crowd shots where the just the details just immense. And I think that came from this is my first comic book. Okay. And I uh, wrote with no limitations i was just like yeah there's this big crowd shot and <laughs> yeah this I, won't be annoying for this, you to draw. This one, yeah <laughs> like, was, make it jeff there jeff was, darrow-esque <laughs> that's his inspiration right. jeff, jeff darrow is jeff darrow and mobius dude that fucking shit is so intricate i met jeff darrow at new york comic-con and I, he was selling these godzilla prints and for like 10 bucks and signing them so i got one for my buddy oliver elliott who was like two three and it, it, it's framed and it's up in his in his little childhood room and uh and i was just talking to him i was like i was like you know you really go through painstaking detail and if you guys ever you know you've seen the matrix and jeff darrow is one of the uh artists who did a lot of the work on the matrix to kind of give it its look but it's just intricate circuitry and little details and i said why do you do that like like we'll be happy with just a building you don't have to draw every brick and he goes but that's the way the world looks. Well, I guess this is how dis- told me. this is how disrespectful I was to the artist because I just gave him this, and he has talked about this. He said to do Eclipse, he had to change his whole style huh. so that he went and studied Darrow, he studied Mobius, he studied this how to do this in- intricate stuff, and, and he he pulls it off amazingly. I love how you chose the artist. You're like you so said going through artists, you choose that guy, and you're like, now I'm going to change him and hurt him. <laughs> <laughs> you, you like chose this. You couldn't I have did. just chosen a dude who already had an intricate style. You probably chose some anime dude, and you were like, oh, "Well, he had pretty good something. Manga. He had something that was definitely he brought to the book, which is this ability to play with light and dark." Okay, but, but he he I guess. I, and I thought he had done detail work, but I guess not like this. <laughs> you, that's my brother. <laughs> this you also son of a bitch. Me. Yeah. So uh, my fingers are falling off. Yeah. <laughs> you have no idea how long it took me to draw that street sign. You son of a bitch. He he wor- he he put he put work into it for sure. That's awesome. Yeah, it is awesome. And then we've got uh we started with a colorist named Betsy Gonya who was uh working at Top Cow and and uh, she left at the tail end of one and Chris Northrup came on board 
she did a fantastic job setting it up, but he came came in and has been on it ever since, and he's killing it too. And the colors, I, I mean, the colors are so important to the mood of the book and stuff like that. Well, especially, so. yeah, that's what you're dealing with. Yeah. Um, how far have you written in advance? I mean, I, I don't want to throw your shit out there, but... I'm in, I'm in like, uh, issue six right now, okay. writing that one. Cool. Yeah, Artist is doing five. But all four will be out by the end of the year. Yep, and, and the then trade. you'll get a trade. Trade's in January. And we're not going to skip a month. We're going. We're we're just going to steamroll right on. You better start laying that track, brother. I know. That's awesome because yeah. I'm. I mean, if he's that intricate, it might take him. You know, it takes him a little bit well, of time. I, Are you guys going to have I a shift up? I told him that uh, since he lives in Italy, I said they don't have Christmas over there, so you'll just keep going right through the holidays. They don't have Christmas in Italy. I don't think so. Well, he doesn't have Christmas now. Not for this guy. No, it's like <laughs> Merry Christmas, motherfucker. He's, he's working. You're working. Enjoy. <laughs> no, I, I just threw he, some coal said, in your shit. Yeah, he said he wanted to, and I said sure. He's like, good. please, this is the gift. Yeah, the gift of creation. He, yeah, he loves it, and he's really. I mean, I, I'm passionate about it because it's my first book, and I'm I'm pouring my heart and soul into it. But it was really nice to not to find an artist who was also doing that. And right. So, um, yeah, we 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 definitely are. We're perfectionists. We're trying to make it great, and we we have found a great relationship working together. And uh, yeah. So Zach, awesome. uh, I know I, I, I it didn't start as like uh, a film idea or a TV idea or anything. It has that stuff started sniffing around? Yes. Yeah. So this might actually turn into like something. Yeah. It and, might. And there you go. Yeah. And uh, Top Cow's got a deal, doesn't it? It's got a deal with somebody. Top Cow's a deal with somebody. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, they sniff. But, you know, these places sniff. There's yeah. a lot of sniffing. I know. You need somebody to fucking clamp down hard on that. Yeah. And then be like, Argh. We'll see. But, uh, yeah, there's well, some there's some sniffing. This is me knocking on. on wood, dude. Thanks, man. This is me knocking on wood. Uh, Geekscape, so we're going to take one last break here on Geekscape. Give you guys a little bit of uh, the Zenith TV, uh, what was it, flavor for some of these shows. We'll be back here with Zach Kaplan, and we're going to talk a little bit more comics. We'll also talk about, uh, I don't know, that new Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2 trailer that hit today. That's what we love. And yeah. we got some more trailers coming up th- later this week that are just going to be just as awesome. So hang tight. We'll be back. What's up, Geekscapists? Welcome back to Geekscape. We're here with Zach Kaplan. Hi. He's telling us about this new book, Eclipse, that uh, has a couple issues out. Uh, if you want, you go to your comic book store and pick it up right now. It's from Top Cow and Image, uh, and it's awesome. It sounds great. I'm going to pick it up. Uh, I'm going to just come straight to the source and find you guys at the... Um, yeah, come get it at yeah. uh, come get it at Kamikaze. Yeah, and uh, Ashley Robinson works for you folks now, she too. She sure does. So, she's, uh, she's the new editor on the book, too. So Ashley is awesome, yeah. and I will come by, and it'll be like a little family reunion, but I'm the neighbor, and I will come <laughs> and hang out with you guys. Geekscape has a booth on the floor, so if you guys make your way to Stan Lee's LA Comic Con, formerly known as Kamikaze, come visit Geekscape, and I'm just... I can't tell you guys anything. But Saturday, you're going to want to go see some panels. Not just the panels on the main stage, but we've got panels from some of our previous friends. No, they're still our friends, but they're uh, they're previous guests. Um, We've got um, just, what what are some of the ones I know? Uh, The Stalking LeVar panel is at 1130. Uh, That one is going on. um, And that's Saturday. So I'm just saying, go check out the schedule. Go see, tell Mark Brunswick who to get the autographs from. <laughs> go 
come visit us at the Geekscape booth and come pick up a copy of Eclipse from Zach at the Top Cow booth. Yeah. Um, and say hi to Elena and Ashley and Mark and all those people. He's worth waiting in line for. Um, so... The other thing that you guys can do is if uh, we don't have one today, but you, we are sponsored by Loot Crate. Loot Crate will be there. Uh, and if you guys want your Loot Crate sus- subscription box, is uh, you can go to lootcrate.com slash geekscape and use the promo code geekscape to get a little discount on your subscription. Uh, we love it because um, there's all sorts of I – don't, I don't know what to expect every week. I know this month is, or is horror-themed, and by every week I mean that there's all these different boxes they send me. They send me the regular box, the – the DX box, which is an awesome big box, um, that's it's a little more expensive, but it's worth it because I get really cool statues in it. Uh, you get um, comics, you get T-shirts, you get toys, you get all sorts of cool stuff. But uh, there's a uh, there's a crate for video games, there's a crate for anime, there's a uh, crate for wrestling, there's a special Halo crate, and there's a special Harry Potter crate. I know what's going on, so I'm excited. What is what is that one? This is the monthly theme is horror. Uh, so this is the crate that I'm waiting on. This is the the October crate. Here, scroll down on that one. Let's see. Let's see what you got. You guys only have a little bit of time left. If you guys are listening to this on the MP3, it's it's a little late. But um, I'm excited about this. These crates are cool. So um, yeah, get on it over at lootcrate.com/geekscape. Use the promo code geekscape. If you don't use the promo code, I can't help you. Um, let's talk about some other stuff that's coming down the pipe. Uh, the Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2, that's the name of the movie, the Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2, uh, I don't know if this is a teaser, it's a sneak peek trailer that came out. I'm ready, I'm in, got yeah, it, they, as they if got, I wasn't already into this. Yeah, they got me. Uh, you see uh, a lot of Star-Lord, you see a lot of uh, dancing, but you also see, you also get glimpses of the other, the additional two. Groot, Groot's still a baby. You see baby Groot baby there. Groot, he's hiding in the backpack. <laughs> he's hiding in the backpack. Uh, he's hiding in Rocket's backpack. Yeah. This is the final shot of the teaser. Um, but uh, you get Nebula, and you get Yondu, who are now members of the team. So you get some of that. Uh, you don't get any of sense of the big bad. In the like no. the big villain in the trailer, you don't get that, but um, you do get the hooked on the feeling. Uh, and what I think my favorite part of the trailer, which we're playing now in the video feed here at Zena TV, is uh, the little connection moment between um, right here. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I love the moment um, between Drax and um, Star Lord. I think that's that's like the funniest part. And you know, everybody needs a hug every now and then, even though. Uh, you may not have asked for a hug or told somebody you need a hug. Everybody needs a hug every now and then. Uh, please ask first. You know, we don't want to. In related news, I did fill out my ballot and mailed it in. <laughs> <laughs> I did that last night. I filled out my general election ballot and I mailed it in because I will not be in the States when fucking Armageddon hits on November 4th. Yeah, and the fucking purge goes true. down. You know, it's going to be psychotic. Yeah. Or it's just going to be totally calm and normal and democracy will prevail. No. No. You think it'll be crazy? Yeah. You think, yeah. Okay, well. I think, I think it's going to be crazy. That shit's rigged anyway. It's rigged. It's rigged. Is this your ballot here? I can just. What's that? I can tweak your ballot. Oh, you already sent your ballot. <laughs> no, in. I sent it in. I mailed I gonna, it. It's I gone. I was going to vote a fraud it. You're going to vote? Well, if I, if I, if I vote That's again. That's a joke. Whoever, FBC. <laughs> you know, if I vote again and they, they tell you on the envelope, it's very important on, on, in your, like, right where, next to where you put the stamp so you can't miss it. They say, listen, if you vote again, it's a. Pretty big federal crime, so yeah. don't fucking vote again. It happens. 
You think people do the absentee one, vote and then they in, show up and they're one like... One in a hundred million, it happens. <laughs> they show up at the local firehouse and they're like, I don't know what you're talking about. I didn't cast no vote. It says here that you uh, requested an absentee vote. I don't know. Uh, I'm going to go and say my name's uh, Ice. <laughs> Yo, this is Ice. Uh, first name, Ice. That's a $20 chip in it for Last, you. Yeah, you 20, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Ice needs a ballot. <laughs> Ice needs a ballot. Come on. Ice needs you a ballot. Do, you do it better than I do. Yeah, well... I may have been there. Anyway, uh, we've got uh, a couple other things coming down the pipe. Uh, later this week, and maybe it'll be live as of the posting of this episode on our SoundCloud, we've got uh, the Logan trailer. This is like James Mangold and uh, Hugh Jackman's goodbye to the Wolverine character. He just said he didn't want to play it after this, and it looks like the old man Logan, Mark Millar you know, yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah. Looks pretty cool. I was into it, and uh, if, there's an actual Instagram account for the movie and it's all these black and white photos that are actually pretty cool and there's a really cool one of patrick stewart uh and he looks super old and it looked like they aged him they had to have aged him because patrick stewart looks fucking phenomenal and uh and then they just put up one of uh hugh jackman and he's got he doesn't really have the spiky hair he's kind of just got a pretty normal haircut but he looks weathered and he's got a beard and Again, it looks like the old man. So they're gonna character. go get someone after this one. They're gonna get a new Wolverine. I think they're gonna go X twenty three. My vote would be that X twenty three gets introduced somewhere in, in Logan, and that a female Wolverine is introduced into the continuity for Fox. Because, I mean, I think Scott Eastwood would really make a good. I like Scott Eastwood. As, uh, that idea of Scott Eastwood as a Wolverine, but um, shit, man, Hugh Jackman is that character. Yeah. So I don't know. I think you just got to go, you know, pretty, pretty different direction. That means probably X-23, you know, the whole yeah. cloning thing. Plus, if if uh, if Essex is the villain in Logan and he's doing all this cloning stuff anyway, you know, if Mr. Sinister is the villain and his whole deal is cloning and all this Benefits. manipulation anyway, he clones Wolverine and he creates X-23. X-23 realizes that she's a clone of Logan. She breaks out. She's an X-Man now. Now you have your female Wolverine. Fox, if that shows up, I know you stole it. I know you stole it. I'm writing the contract right now. This is it. I wrote it, and I'm sending this to WG. This is rigged. rigged. The box is rigged. Uh, The other cool thing that we get tomorrow is in video game news, uh, I just uh, found out that we're, I think we're posting on the site right now, Uh, Nintendo's supposedly revealing the NX tomorrow. Their new... What is it? A new system? Their new system, the NX. The rumor is that it's got uh, a bit of um, portability to it. It may actually have some integration with your cell phone, uh, but it is a console. So, uh, the just based on some of the um, uh, different patents that they've pulled, uh, this seems to be a, a console that you have in your home, but also there's a separate unit, not unlike the touchpad that you had in the uh, Wii U, mm-hmm. but this is something that you can actually use remotely, probably outside of the house, and it may actually work on some Wi-Fi network and, or a cellular network, and you're using this thing. When it's in the room with your uh, console, it enhance, they enhance each other, but you can also play them separately. Solving the problem all video gamers have had yeah. the inability to leave the house. Yeah, the inability <laughs> to leave the house. I don't know. I, don't, I mean, I think... I think that problem with things like Pokemon Go and, I mean, we have some reviews and news up about Pokemon Sun and Moon up on the website right now. Uh, and Josh, I think, this weekend is going to put his first impressions. He started playing the full game. So if you guys are Pokemon fans, 
check out the website at geekscape.net because we've got a lot of Pokemon shit on there. I think Pokemon's pretty much proven that gamers are going to leave the house, and if the NX is what people are rumoring it to be, it does seem like a console that you can play outside of the house but get the get a better experience in the house. It's going to be something new. Which yeah, is I didn't what get Nintendo on the whole Pokemon Go phase, but I'm very curious to see what else they'll throw at me. I mean, I've always yeah. said, I've always said, if they came at me with Star Wars, if they came mm-hmm. with like Star Wars, do some Go, Star Wars, do some. If I, if, yeah, I, oh, they're doing Harry Potter Go. Yeah, they wouldn't get. Me. They wouldn't get me either. I mean, you and I are the same generation. Yeah, but I would. They would get me with Star Wars Go mm-hmm. if I if they if I was going to be, find Jedi stuff uh, uh, at my local uh, ice cream shop. I would go do that. Well, you geeks gave us know that I got into the Pokemon Go and I'm still kind of, I kind of yeah. I turned it on today and kind of checked things out. I was like, oh, that's cute. Um, but they are integrating Pokemon Go into Pokemon Sun and Moon, which is if some of the Pokemon that you catch on the go on your cell phone, you can actually send into the game awesome. on your Game Boy. So it'll have Pokebank inter- integration, so which is cool. So you can have one place to keep all your Pokemon. Uh, if you're a grown-ass man like me, you're interested. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, I'm just saying it, it does sound like they are putting every every ounce of free time that you have, whether it's on the subway they want. or at a stoplight, they want. So they it looks like they're going to get it, and it looks like the annex is the way to go. The free time next fall of 2017 is going to be in short supply too because Rockstar Games they made it official. Red Dead Redemption 2 is coming out next fall, and uh, I'm pretty stoked. Yeah, I, I definitely will lose at least a week of my life to that. A week? Yeah. That's very conservative of you. You think? Maybe longer. Dude, I hundred percented that first game. Which I, takes are you a, a completionist? I, no, I'm not. But I, I completed am. that. It's a terrible sickness. I completed that game, and that game was fucking intense. There's I'm, so much of it. I need a completionist uh, support group mm-hmm. because I'll finish the game except for that bear in the mountains that didn't. You didn't I do didn't, the bear. I didn't do the grizzly bear. The legendary bear. And it says I did 14 out of 15 bears. Where's the 15th bear? Why can I not find? But you did the, the legendary le- animals, right? I of course I did. I'm yeah. a completionist. Yeah, I had to Where's finish. Ev- I had to finish everything. No, I'm just I'm just oh. saying like that's the psyche that I get into. There's oh oh like, oh oh, oh like, you're playing a role. I oh, cannot. You're playing poker. I'm playing poker. <laughs> I brought it back. Yeah, I can't. I have to finish everything. Right. And it's so. Oh, annoying. I'm picking flowers. I'm doing some oh, shit like that. Yeah, I I hate I hate myself for doing that stuff. No, you don't. No, you don't. Do. No, you do not. No, no. Yeah. You're learning something about yourself and you're advancing your narrative. <laughs> Please think about it that way. I don't feel way. any more complete by getting the fifteenth bear. Yes, skin, you do. But you can fucking sit there. You, you're does, does, the, does the trophy on your PlayStation say different? No, the trophy says I'm a winner. The trophy says you're a fucking winner. Go yeah, with that. Okay. All right. And All right. You I know won't... what? Next fall, you're gonna be a winner again. That's what's, right. What I'm. What's cool about this is that the teaser image that Rockstar put up is of like a sunset. It's pretty cool. But there's like a posse on the ridge. <coughs> so I'm just thinking. Co-op story mode. Yeah, you're right. Like, not and not just two people, but full-on posse shit, where you're just riding through the west with your boys, and you're like, "Yep." To me, to to me the winning recipe of of uh, Red Dead Redemption was the slow mo shooting. Mm-hmm. The ability to 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 be riding up, and so for those of you who don't know the game, the it's you know it's a tip, typical like adventure shooter. For those of you who don't know the game, where were you? In yeah, where were you? Why, why were you twelve? It's like Grand Theft Auto, but with cowboys. But the difference right. is, you can go into slow mo, like bullet mode. Bullet. So like, as you're coming up on sun, everybody it goes matrix and everything's slow mo, and then you can you can mark six guys and prepare so that when you go back into regular speed, 
you literally Clint with them all and just go yeah. do 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 do, and can, it's so fulfilling. And you could also slow mo enough to go into marksman mode, like if you are rescuing somebody, like like that one thing where there's like a, like they were gonna hang that woman and they have her on a horse with oh, a yeah. noose around her neck, yeah, and you roll up and they spook the horse to hang her and she's choking to death and, and you, you have, have to second, slow down yeah. to shoot the rope and save that damsel. It's so good. It's awesome. Damsel. I saved yeah. the damsel. Damsel. Um, I saved a digital damsel. I reckon. I don't, I don't really think I get real meat points for that, real world points, but uh, you know what? I think you can get my the clap, Xbox, too. <laughs> my Xbox game. thinks it's different. Did you guys like, unlock that? It's like Leisure Suit Larry. <laughs> yeah, there was that, too. <laughs> I remember Leisure Suit Larry. It was like, you've died of AIDS. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, yeah. shit. I learned a lesson That today. was a joke. They would not have that. <laughs> can you imagine if... The original Leisure Suit Larry? Can you imagine if today Red Dead... Oh, like yeah, no, you died of no, AIDS, they no. would have a problem on their hands. <laughs> they didn't have it. It wouldn't be the Old West. They didn't have AIDS. The government hadn't created it yet. Right. right. That's my conspiracy music. Yeah. Um, but we're looking forward to it. Dude, I got to add you on like whatever network you're on. And when that shit hits, yeah, let's do it. we're going to be playing yeah, it. Yeah, for sure. Uh, I'm stoked for it. Geekscape is for all that stuff. Check the website. Check geekscape.net. Check our Facebook. Check all that stuff because that's where we're putting the news. I'm going to cough one more time. <coughs> You died nice. of AIDS. Uh, so ice. <laughs> I hope he's alive. <laughs> Why did you say ice? I didn't mean, oh, that, I didn't mean that he died. Dark, bro. I didn't mean that. I just was. Uh, I don't know. That was a nonsense. If you want a little more dark and maybe some lethal light, yeah. check out Eclipse. Yeah, nice <laughs> on comic book stands here. Uh, we got. I, I got, got one, one more thing yeah, to add tonight. Uh, yes, please. We've got a fan art contest for Eclipse. What? Yeah. So if you're an artist out there, uh, you can <clears> submit to. Uh, it's anything really. Any art piece. It can be interpretive dance. Interpretive dance. You can draw your interpretive dance for okay. Eclipse. It has to be art. Okay, it has to be two-dimensional art that it perhaps to... you get published in a letter p- column of a comic book. Yeah, you'll get it published in issue four. So the last chance to submit is November fifteenth. So you can go pick it up, read one through three. You can draw whatever comes to your inspiration, and then we will pick one person to uh, publish in number four. And then also there's a hundred bucks in it and some signed copies. So, cool. Yeah. Uh, and Geekscape is that the comic is Eclipse. Yeah. So check it out from uh, Top Cow and Image, and come see uh, Zach and ourselves at uh, Stan Lee's LA Comic Con. Uh, you can find Zach as Zach Cap. Zach Caps. Zach Caps on Twitter. Yeah, Zach Caps on Instagram. Official Zach Caps on Facebook. He does all that stuff. Yeah, uh, I do. Geekscape is. We'll see you guys next week for the boys here at Zina TV. Over and out. Feel better, Kenny's dad. Love you.